everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Well, I'm fantastic, Robbie. Uh, we're ready for a, a night of horror and scariness, I, I guess, kind of, sort of. Friday night spookathon. Yeah. It's not scary. It's just, sure, it's not scary at no, all. It's, no, it's no, not no, even... No, 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 we'll get to the quality later. Yeah. Uh, hi, hello, hello, fine folks. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for $2 a month. You gain access to hundreds of bonus episodes of Matt and I talking about a lot of different stuff, Simpsons and non-Simpsons stuff. And for $5 a month, you gain access to every episode of the podcast uncut and early, and you get access to our growing archive of episodes that are not on our main feed anymore. What a deal. We have some people to thank, Matthew. Fantastic. Fantastic. They are fans, and they are fantastic. First is Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Matthew Beckingham. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. And Alyssa Tracy. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa. Whoa, three people. Three. Well, obviously, they colluded. That's that's just more, yeah, I, more, way more than usual. They did not collude. It, it was just a... It just happens no, sometimes. They just it, well here. A they, no, I mean, it's early. It's early in the month. It's the best time to, to subscribe because you get the best bang for your buck. Just staying at it. Just throwing that out there, guys. If it's you're gonna do it, just pull the trigger now. So get it at the end of the month. Get it right now. This week's episode: Trios of Horror, eighteen episode JABF sixteen. Originally aired November fourth, two thousand and seven. Written by Mark Wilmore. Directed by Chuck Sheets. Is that is that the guy who runs those uh, convenience stores in the Midwest? <laughs> the sheets is, the sheets is it midwest or is it uh the northeast both i think i think they both? okay they, i think it, it 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 it's like rust belt kind of situation uh yeah yeah that makes sense that's why everyone's always comparing it to wawa and it's yeah. always found wanting Wawa's pretty good it is it's it no really buckies is. it's no buckies but <laughs> you people in your buckies all right okay can buckies i get are too big all right can i get a onesie at wawa's i don't need to buy clothes at a gas station can i get can I get fudge? Most of the time. Can I get fudge at Wawa? You, you can get fudge. They can do I get fudge. It's 15, not fresh. Can but... I get fresh 15 varieties of fudge at a Wawa? Can I get barbecue sandwiches? Do. Can I get fresh brisket yes. at a Wawa? Now you're I just don't lying. Know how fresh it is, but yes, you can. You're just lying. I, okay, it just doesn't compete. They've got it's not burgers fair. and brisket sandwiches now. It's weird. I, I, would, I would never eat these things because if I want those things, I'm not going to a gas station. Bucky's surpasses Bucky's is too good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Just Bucky's is it's also it's not fair. It's like it's not fair competition because Bucky's are the size of a Walmart and a Walmart exactly. is two different categories. Bucky's is better. Although I will I will admit that you know sometimes I don't want to have to find parking with ten thousand other people competing for spots in the at the gas station. I will, I will say that. Um, you notice how I'm avoiding talking about this episode of the simpsons this episode let's see rating 6.4 with 11.7 million viewers pretty good episode guest stars maurice lamarche uh the wikipedia entry does not credit uh who he does the voice for i believe it is kang because kodos is the main alien that we see uh kang appears only at the very end of the episode and that is who i'm pretty sure the only person that maurice lamarche voices i think I couldn't pick out anyone else, so that's my guess. Um, speaking of aliens, Matt, our first segment, E.T. Go Home. Do you know E.T., Matt? Seriously, go home. Do you know E.T.? I, I'm aware of E.T. That's the one where all the FBI agents have radios. That's okay. Let's not talk about that. That's not. 
Okay. They took a movie I already didn't like and they made it me like it less. I don't know how that. I know. I don't. Yeah, how did E.T. become a kid's classic of the 80s? Because I watched it again recently and it's. Spielberg. It's okay at best. Spielberg, Spielberg, Spielberg is the answer. Right? I Over then the ET, they make they, it's well written. Like it, it, it really does. Spielberg makes great popcorn. That's what the movie is. Um, but I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, two movies came out within a week of each other during the summer of '82, both about aliens. One was ET. The other was The Thing. And I firmly believe that in your life, you have to pick one or the other. And I'm on the team, the thing. If you pick E.T. over the thing, we're going to have words. OK, I mean, I, just... some people can't stomach, you know, disgusting body horror. <laughs> so I get that. E.T. is a lot more uh, palatable. But this is E.T. sort of. It's it's not really, but they I, it is the closest approximation in Alien Visits the Simpsons. And uh, they become friends with it, and then the government tries to kill it, which is mostly the plot of E.T., except E.T. is just like a little, uh, you know, doesn't have, doesn't talk, and is cute. And this we get Kodos, who is gross, um, and obviously can talk. But um, we get an intro by Marge. It actually starts the episode where Marge uh, talks about how that Halloween was a week ago. And then she kills a lot of the little on screen overlays that had that plagued television at the time. And I'm pretty sure they still do. I don't really watch uh, network television anymore, except for I watch wrestling, which I don't think that qualifies anymore. Um, March kills them all and then makes them into a meatloaf, which Homer eats and that intros the Treehouse of horror 18 proper. And then we quickly see, Bart needing to go out to the shed because Marge needs butane to make creme brulee or at least finish creme brulee. Um, and Bart goes out to the shed and he finds an alien there. Oh my God, an alien in our butane storage shed. Cloth to Barat. Is that your space name? No, you hit me in my 700 testicles. Why did you come to our world? My friends and I came in peace to find your vulnerabilities and um, shore them up with more peace. Yes, then I was accidentally left behind in a spirit of peace. Whoa, is that a ray gun? No, it's a deodorant applicator. I'll just... Smells like a summer breeze. Uh, yes, yeah, 700 testicles. Hilarious. <laughs> it is, I'll say this, Matt. I believe I laughed twice in this episode. I think it was twice. Uh-huh. It might have been three times. But I did the Fresh as a Summer Breeze. That got me. Yes. Okay. That, I got, that got that, me as well. That yep. got, I got, okay, I'll admit it. You got me. Um, This is Kodos, by the way. They don't actually say his name at any point, which wouldn't. Like that, I I don't know. I feel like the, the the a complaint. If Bart is actually discovering alien for the first time, wouldn't he go, "Hey, I'm Bart. What's your name?" Like, why can't we we can't have a common introduction? It's like such a trope of any new of any movie like of any movie or show like this where, oh, what's your name? Let's try and communicate for the first time. No, we don't have time for that. Uh, we don't even say Codus's name until four or five minutes into this thing. When this and the whole segment's only like eight minutes long. Okay, it's Kodos. I'm going to ask you a question, Matt, okay? Um, 
I don't know if it's just me. I, and I know that Dan Castaneda has always voiced Kodos, I believe, and Mm -hmm. Kang has always been Maurice LaMarche. Kodos' voice in this sounds so much like Homer. Am I imagining that? Is is it? No, you were 100% correct. There were some times when I looked away from the screen and I'm like, that sounds like Homer doing a funny voice. And I and I don't know like if it's just that over the years Dan Gessler's voice of Kodos has migrated back towards Homer, or he just di- wasn't differentiating very deeply on this episode in particular. But there was multiple times, and there was a certain scene where it's Kodos and Homer in the shower together, and I was like, I was just like, it's the same voice guy. Like it's very di- very little difference between the two. So I don't like I was watching this and I'm trying to enjoy it. I'm trying to like, you know, immerse myself in the story. But most of the time I'm just like, it sounds like Homer. And it's very hard to suspend that disbelief. Um, but, you know, the plot of E.T., it's kind of what happens. Um, Bart and Kodos. Bart wants to show him his toys. Uh, Kodos is frustrated. Kodos has been left behind by his. You mean left it? below? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Let me see how it is. So he's left behind by the rest of his alien friends, or so he says. I think we later find out that this is this a ploy. I believe it's a ploy to get someone to help him to make his weird portal thing. Okay, this is not this is not actually the truth. This isn't the truth. He was he's left here, not left here. He was he. They dropped him off so that he could gather intelligence and then find a way to bring all the aliens into onto earth so they can evade i guess i think that's the i think that's the the the, and we never actually get this any concrete proof of this maybe is it happenstance that he invites that he invades the earth and just takes advantage of the situation i don't know uh lisa finds him finds out that kodos is there so we now we have lisa and bart uh with kodos and kodos wants help uh he's again this is there is zero percent of me at any point in this segment went, oh, Kodos is definitely not going to try and kill everyone. He, there is never a moment where I am tricked to think that he's peaceful. So I don't. It never. It. it we're just. Wa- I'm just like watching the entire time, going, when is it going to change? Like I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop because Bart and Lisa are just helping him do all this stuff, and they're like, I'm just like, oh, that's not a. It's not a phone. He's not making a phone, guys. Like, come on. Am I am I supposed to realize not realize that Bart and Lisa are so stupid? Yeah, because that's my biggest problem. It's obvious Bart's a moron. Uh, you know, he's probably just going to go all at whatever. Uh, at least in the lower estimations of Bart's intelligence. But come on, Lisa, really? You, you tricked Lisa. Why not just make it so she doesn't know? Yeah, it, it feels very obvious. Like, obviously, he's trying to do something, guys. He's asking for body bags. And you're like, okay, we'll just get him body bags. Um, so we have some, you know, various scenes here where uh, Bart and Lisa are doing stuff with Kodos and eventually help him theoretically build a phone. As this month's rotating president of the Springfield Future Scientist Club, may I say, I'm sorry. And is there anything we can do to help? Well, I would like to phone home to tell my family I'm okay. To do so, I would need the following items. Get them now. Fiber optic cable, uranium-235, two tickets to Avenue Q, seven billion body bags. Can I hammer that? No. Can I weld that? No. Can I tighten the... I said no! I thought we were supposed to do this together. Actually, I do have an important job for you. 
You can go get the wrench I dropped. I'm helping, I'm helping! Way to get rid of Bart. <laughs> he can be such a pest. You are very observant, Lisa. That's why I have a special job for you. Go find out the secret locations of your country's missile defense facilities. They were in yesterday's New York Times. Is that supposed to be a topical joke or just stupid? I don't know, Matt. Honestly, I don't know. Um, they do make another Wall Street Journal reference later on, which you might remember they did a chalkboard gag about that a few episodes ago. That's because they, the, the Rupert Murdoch had bought Wall Street Journal. So he, uh, he owns the Wall Street Journal along with Fox, which is why they were referencing it so much. I don't know why they are referencing the New York Times and missile silos. I, I don't either. I mean, it would have taken an extra 10 seconds maybe for him to go, hey, uh, we're worried you're going to blow yourselves up. Find me the missile silos so when my people get here, we can make sure you don't blow yourselves up. Easy. Fool Lisa, no problem. But he just asked for it, and she's no, okay with it. I mean, I, I you got to make a joke. They have a joke. They had a joke about the New York Times, man. That's what the, that's what I know. That's I what know. it what happens. Um. So then we get to oh no, Homer has to. We have to reveal to oh no, the rest of the family is going to find Kodos. That's where the, the the story goes. Um. And Kodos, and they do this by having Kodos and Homer in the shower together. I did not pull this clip. Because it is gross. I don't know why. <laughs> what? What is this it's demand? I... What? Who? This reminds me so much of like when they had the Family Guy Simpsons crossover, and you had Homer and Peter like discuss like doing a car wash together, like just like naked, and you're like, I don't need to see this, guys, and I don't know why you include this. Like this is there's a thousand different ways. Kodos could be found out by the by Homer or Marge, and probably some of them would even be funny. I don't know what the joke here is. Like this, who's laughing at this? Who is laughing at naked Homer getting massaged in the shower by an alien? This is like some tentacle porn stuff. Like what is going on? Why are yeah, we doing oh this? What? Like why? No one wants this. No one. And they do it anyway. Uh, the family discovers Kodos is there, and then the government is just there. Somehow it is already leaked because the rest of the family knows the government knows now. But there's not like there's not even this like I can't get a scene that has like Homer accidentally or Marge accidentally reveal it to people. No, we just have they're just there. So the 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 NASA is there. NASA agents, which would it be NASA? <laughs> NASA doesn't NASA doesn't have armed guards, do they? I mean, they have some to keep people off of the facilities, but I, I don't think they go anywhere. <laughs> no, I don't think they have, like, agents that go out and, like, acquire... The IRS definitely does, but not so much NASA. I would assume that would be the NSA, the CIA... Well, it'd just be the FBI. FBI... The CIA generally doesn't work on American soil, and neither does the NSA. They have very few field agents. Well, the FBI, this is their bread and butter well, right Well, but that maybe, you know, it's not... Tech they're technically on, you know, they're not working on American soil, they're working in extraterrestrial soil you know like the alien is there and the aliens from outer world so you gotta protect the yeah United but he, he's not he's inside the united states so it's the fbi's job. so if there's a spaceship in the atmosphere it's their priority but if the spaceship lands then the fbi has to take care of it yep you got it right okay um they've they run home and we get here we get a scene where bart is bicycling with kodos in the basket of the bicycle and it's there's multiple jokes made here about that um this is the point where 
Kodos kills multiple soldiers in the way. And I this and I think this is what leads me to believe that we're supposed to think that Bart doesn't know that Kodos is evil because Bart's like, you just killed those guys. And I'm like, well, yeah, Bart, like, I don't you are stupid, I guess. Uh, and also they were going to shoot you. Those soldiers were going to shoot you. Probably they're uh-huh. at least going to shoot Kodos, but you're right next to him, buddy. They're going to they don't care if you a little ki- one kid gets in the way of an alien that might take over the planet. It's called collateral damage, Bart. Get used to it. Yeah. But then we just jump to the last scene, basically. Uh, the second, I guess, second to last scene of this segment in which Kodos reveals that it wasn't a phone he built. He built a portal uh, so that the rest of the uh, the aliens can come through the portal and take over the Earth. Uh, we get yakety sacks at this moment. Oh, God. As they walk through, very uh, lame. Uh, and we we get, and the, all the, hey, Matt, you would think that, mm-hmm. uh, here, I'm going to, this is what I want, okay? I don't really know if anybody else, what they want or what they care about, but I do know, I know what I would want out of this. I, in a chance of heart, I want some genuine tension, you know? I want some, I want some conflict, and I want it to be like, oh, the aliens are built like a legitimate threat. I Oh, no, they're invading. I want War of the Worlds. Come on. That's what I want. At the very least, War of the Worlds. Yeah, I want that. Well, oh, it happens that they get beaten by something random rather than, oh, the military shows up and just mows them down because well, they, they bring first, superior first technology. They, co- they come in through a portal and they come into yakety sacks and they're dressed like literally like they're just like the village people like they have a cow one has a cowboy hat on was a big silly mustache like what is this why aren't they dressed why don't you have them in like why aren't they dressed like shock troopers why don't they have like guns and armor on like why aren't they wearing giant mech suits why aren't we like what what on earth come on i want that's what i want that's what I want. I want there to be conflict. And, and it like, oh, if the aliens, the aliens obviously, if they lose or win, I don't care. But I do want them to be presented as a threat. That's the whole point of this. But instead, they, oh, no, they're coming in through yakety sacks. And then we get Riot of the Valkyries as uh, a bunch of helicopters and guys with missiles, launchers, and machine guns just blow the heck out of all these aliens. Not even a, not, there's not even a moment where we're concerned. Like, they are immediately killed. Uh, and I guess, except for. And this is where we also get Kang with Maurice LaMarche very briefly appearing before he dies. Uh, and then Kodos is, a, is, is I guess, taken alive. He, he, we see Homer shoot him, but he guess he doesn't kill Kodos? Don't know. Well, uh, Kodos, for some reason, is much harder to kill than the rest of them, I guess. Okay. Well, then we get this final scene where Kodos is being vivisected. I can't believe that an alien who looked so evil turned out to be bad. Hmm. I guess you should judge a book by its cover. Definitely. Especially if you count the inside flap as part of the cover. It usually gives you a great idea of what the book's about. Quiet. We're missing the dissection. Actually, I'm still alive, so technically it's vivisection. No one likes to know it all. So Homer kills Kodos with a pillow? Apparently that's all it takes, I guess. Why isn't Kodos wearing his little glass thing? Wouldn't he die without that? I don't know. <laughs> like, we don't have, there's just, no, they don't care. Uh, that's how it ends. Uh, like, he, he kills him with a pillow. Uh, hmm. uh, yeah. Not. 
Who boy. Uh, we got a commercial. Eight minutes and 19 seconds. And when we come back, uh, we get to Mr. and Mrs. Simpson. I This is... I, I don't have much to talk about, you guys. I'm sorry. Um, because if you've ever seen the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith, this is the same thing. But The Simpsons and in, what, eight minutes? Not even seven no. minutes? Six minutes. Six minutes. Oh, Six God. and a half okay, minutes. So uh, it opens up. Uh, Homer and Marge are in chairs, acting like they're in therapy, talking about their relationship. Uh, we find out uh, that Homer is an assassin for Mr. Burns. Uh, and he's got a, like, a secret layer sort of in his bathroom, but Bart's in there. So it's not really secret, I guess. Um, but whatever. Uh, uh, Homer is assigned to kill Kent Brockman. So uh, he makes up an incredibly stupid story to tell Marge uh, that he's going to do. I don't even, do you remember what the lie is, Robbie? I forget. It's something about monkeys or I don't. I don't yeah. Something about monkeys. Marge tells him I, she's going to go tip over wheelbarrows. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. We can get through this, we can get through this. Okay, so, uh, Homer goes, uh, Kent Brockman's at a party, it's on a rooftop. A traditional thing you see in these spy movies, a place where, like, no one would ever be. So Homer goes onto a construction site nearby, whips out a gigantic sniper rifle, uh, holds it while standing, because that's the best way to hit somebody with a sniper rifle. Says something witty to himself and doesn't let us hear it, because that would require the writers to... That, no, well, see, Matt, the, the joke here, the joke... Oh is that you know normally you got like some cool assassin would say something really snide and witty before he takes the shot in this type of movie but homer only says that he's thinking about it but doesn't say it out loud because get it that's the joke is that no one is there uh-huh. to hear him say the witty thing but it's also not funny so neither like which that, and I like this episode, this segment, Matt. Oh my God. There's not a joke. Is there a joke in this? Is there a humor? Where's the jokes? No, there's help zero me find, humor. Help the, me find the a joke. The entirety of humor in this is that it's like a movie that already exists. Okay. So, uh, moving on, unfortunately for us. Uh, Homer is about to shoot Kent Brockman when a woman uh, goes up to him and just stabs him right in the chest. Uh, and then everyone freaks out and runs away. Homer decides that he is going to uh, try and uh, kill this woman who stole his his kill because uh, now he doesn't get paid. So he shoots a whole bunch of innocent people. A big action scene. Uh, the mystery woman is jumping and running all around the party. Homer is killing a whole bunch of people. One guy uh, gets shot and falls over and his blood goes into the champagne fountain. You know, this usual stupid action movie stuff, uh, which normally I'm in favor of, but it just doesn't work here. Uh, Homer goes home uh, after finding out, uh, actually knocking the woman's wig off and finding out that it's Marge. So he knows that it's Marge. He goes home and says, oh, hi, honey. Uh, you know, how is tipping over wheelbarrows? Which is obviously uh, not the thing that he said. It's the thing that Marge said. So he is, uh, so they're caught out in a lie, but neither of them wants to admit it. Uh, Marge makes dinner that night and we get a nice inner monologue of Homer saying, don't eat it. It's probably poison. Okay. Well, don't finish it because he's already eaten it. Oh, he finished it and asked for seconds. <sighs> because, again, Homer's an idiot. Uh, and then we get an incredibly long, probably, what, three minutes? Probably Most of the rest of this segment is a giant gunfight uh, between Homer and Marge, where they're constantly beating up on each other, trying to shoot each other. The kids show up. Homer busts out a minigun at some point. There is, there is nothing you can say that would convince me otherwise. I'm, I 1,000% believe that they made this a segment 
They chose to use Mr. and Mrs. Smith as a template because they knew they they could make a giant gunfight take up half the length of the segment. And they wouldn't have to do much work. They would say, hey, director, hey, animators, make this look good. Because that's what this is. Like, there is half of the segment is just this gunfight. And I've seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith, guys. I didn't think it was that good to begin with. And the gunfights <laughs> in that are already way better than this one. And it's already... The gunfights of Mr. and Mrs. Smith are already over the top. That's the whole point of them. They are ridiculous. It's the whole mo- that movie is a better version of a parody than this is because it's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's a mo- it's a mo- they mo- a modernized take on the idea of a husband and wife who are ser- of are assassins trained to- or trying to kill each other. Like it's already a modern take on it that is a little absurd and ridiculous and it is aware of that it is winking it is tongue-in-cheek that entire movie brad pitt and angelina jolie are all are chewing scenery through that entire movie and they are doing a much better job than the simpsons are the simpsons are not doing anything that the movie isn't they're just filling time with a very long gunfight that is not has no jokes there's a moment in this, Matt, and this is just an action scene. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't pull the clips for it. It's fine. There's a moment in this where there's a joke where Marge is like, yeah, I told you that I was an assassin. I told you a bunch of times and you didn't, you never listened. And they cut to Homer in the middle of a gunfight reading a newspaper, nodding. Because he never listens. Because he never listens. And it ain't worth that joke, guys. Whatever that is, that, that you, I know you think that they, you can stop this action scene right in the middle to make this really clever joke. That is a honeymooners joke, guys. That's a honeymooners joke. That is a joke that belongs in 50s sitcoms. And this is made in the year 2007. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, don't worry. It's almost over because almost nothing happens. This is only <laughs> ended uh, when the police show up. Uh, and this is the only clip I pulled because, anyway. We got a complaint from an anonymous neighborino about an elaborately choreographed high-octane ultra fight. <laughs> I would have taken a bribe. That was so hot. I love watching you do other guys. Mm, I'd like to see you do a guy sometime. That can be arranged. What a wonderful night. (sighs) So killing people together has really spiced things up in the bedroom. That's terrific, but I called you here to discuss your son's misbehavior on the school bus. Think of me on pizza Fridays. No. The last little bit was uh, over a a black screen because it it faded to black when they, they shot and killed Skinner because hilarious, hilarious. But it's over, Robbie. It's over. We don't have to think about this anymore. Thank you. Uh, this is the clear. This the second one is the clear loser in all these three. Oh, it's like, terrible. I, it's I, terrible. I don't even like the other two that much. This one, oh, oh boy. Um, not even a. There's not even Mister. Like Mister. Mrs. Smith is not even. There's not even like a. There's no sci-fi. There's no fantasy. There's no horror. It's just an action movie. 
And I'm I'm still of the mind. I'm like, a Treehouse of Horror, guys. Treehouse of Horror. I will let you slide in genre. I'll let you slide in science fiction. I'll let you slide in fantasy. That's fine. That's fine. Even, like, you want to throw a Western in there. All right. Go, go crazy. But just a regular action movie? Okay. All right. You already have make action movies. Literally every episode of The Simpsons you treat like an action movie. Why? Okay. Okay. Calm down, Robbie. Calm down. We come back from commercial at 14 minutes and 43 seconds, and we get the last segment called Heck House, which I'll give him this one. I'll give this minute. It's, it's on Halloween. Kids are in costumes. It's at least Halloween-y, you know? That's something. That's the bare, bare minimum. And this one is... You know, it's not good, but it's it's Halloweeny, like you said, and it, has, it ends with a twist. It has some aspect of horror elements in it. It has some some horrific things. They tried. That's when I'm like, heck, oh, they tried. So, uh, Agnes, we started the episode with Agnes, um, kind of being a jerk and not giving out treats to the kids. We have Bart, Lisa, Millhouse, and Nelson all trick or treating. Um, Bart is Frankenstein's monster. Lisa, I believe, is a, a witch. Millhouse is an astronaut. Nelson is a hobo. And Agnes doesn't want to give them any candy. So the kids decide, since they're not getting any treats, it's time for tricks. Beat it, weirdos. I don't do Halloween. You're supposed to give us candy. I got your candy right here. <laughs> Weirdos. She empty bagged us. What do we do now? Hear me out. Seems to me we gave her a choice. Trick or treat. She didn't give us a treat, so... Bart, where are you heading with this? Trick or treat isn't just some phrase you chant mindlessly like the Lord's Prayer. It's an oral contract. You're right. We've forgotten the old ways. The ways of rotten eggs and soaped up windows. I say we trick her. Trick her good. Yes! Yes, the old ways. Uh huh. I mean, she's okay. If Agnes just said, "Okay, one, you turn your porch light off." Okay, Agnes. That's what I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say, Matt. Agnes deserves this. She deserves. She deserves this. She does. Yes, because like you said, if you're not gonna buy candy, turn your dang light off. Turn your light off. That's what I do when I'm not gonna be home. Don't answer the door. I don't spit in people's candy baskets. That's really that's rude. Okay, Uh, that's what Agnes does. Uh, She gets pelted with water balloons. They pelt her with water balloons. That's the trick. But then they decide, as they continue on after Agnes's house, that no tricks are just more fun than treats. That's more fun than getting candy. So they uh, we have a long montage of the kids just doing tricks to people. They wrap up Wiggum in like uh, toilet paper. They, I think, just rob Lenny's house, <laughs> tie him up, and leave him on the porch, and just take his television. Uh, but Lisa is just kind of there on the sideline saying, this isn't good. We shouldn't be doing this, uh, as the three boys basically just commit crimes. Um, and the, the whole town is angry at this point and they show up on the, 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 the Simpsons doorstep. And there's like a lot of, I don't know. I have some like, we- there's some like weird continuity issues here, Matt. And like this episode, this segment, I said, say this episode, this could have been an episode. You could do a full length episode of this and it'd be way more developed and probably be more interesting. I find the ideas of these Scarab Street Christian spook houses, haunted houses, interesting. Uh, I-, I find that I, like it's, it's a very strange concept. 
that I can't imagine working for anyone that isn't seven years old, but you could build a lot of interesting stories around the idea of one and Flanders running one. I think that's a really interesting idea. I would fully yeah, it could be like that, that Halloween episode from a, a few uh, years back uh, where at least got scared of Halloween. Be just like that, but focused on Flanders. Yeah. Flanders and a heck house. That would be a lot of fun. You could do a whole episode, of Hall- just a Halloween themed episode. Doesn't have to be trails of horror. Doesn't have to be non-canonical. Could just be a Halloween themed episode that involves Flanders and a heck house. I think that'd be fun. But instead of that, we have so the 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 whole town's anger at the kids. Is this still Halloween night, by the way? Is this all in one night? I guess. Yeah, like did the kids hit the whole town? Also, they blow up a building. I just said they blow up the Republican convention. Which why is the Republican convention happening on Halloween night? Uh, Robbie, let's just no. Okay, ask. I understand. We're not. These are jokes. We're not supposed to think about them at, at all. Even like I I laugh at things that like you can't just make. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So Flanders is there and he's going to have a hack house. He's going to, he's going to have a Christian uh, themed haunted house to scare the kids straight. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that well. The kids think it's funny. Not, they don't take it seriously, which that would be a great plot point in a regular episode. Because then we get to see Flanders kind of react to that and how he would he adjust and all that stuff. I thought it'd be interesting. But instead, Flanders makes first. Okay, Matt, I'm going to. I have a clip here that I want to make. I, this is what happens, right? Flanders mm-hmm. prays to God, says, Let me punish these children. Let them show that. Let me show them the error of their ways. And then we see him turn into the devil or a, de- a demon, at least. A, you know, mm-hmm. pitchfork. Tail, horns. So we're, are you telling me that God pulled a Lucifer on Flanders? Is that what happened? Certainly seems that way. All right. Just make, I'm going to make that clear. Here's a clip. <laughs> Welcome to eternal darnation. May I have a clean American newspaper, please? No Doonesbury? Oh, wouldn't you rather have a bikini magazine? I guess a little peek won't hurt me. No! He died as he lived, like a dork. Ha, 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 ha. No, the lesson here is he's being punished for thinking women are beautiful. Please, Lord, grant me the power to psychologically torture them into loving you. Behold, the last deadly ass room of Ned Flanders' hell house. So that's where we see Flanders turn into a devil. Like straight up the same as when he was the devil in the previous Trias of Horror sketches. Yes, the the, the the devil in Mrs. Simpson, right? Uh, it was Mr. the devil in Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson, devil in Homer Simpson. Okay, but I thought. Yeah, you're. I think you're right. But it's that it's the same design, you know, Flanders as the devil, and then we are transported to hell. Uh, where Flanders is the devil, and Springfield is full of sinners, and now Flanders is not just punishing these children. He's he's has the children like tied up and he punishes other people in Springfield for their sins. Um, uh huh. And like we see uh, Homer with gluttony and it's the seven deadly sins, which this is a that's a very I don't I don't would I don't know. Flanders doesn't seem like a seven deadly sins kind of guy. He's the old te- like maybe Old Testament. The Old Testament's on seven deadly sins. Seven deadly sins is not biblical. Really? It's not in the Bible, is it? No. That's a good question. I, I don't, don't know, think honestly. it is. I thought 
the seven deadly sins was like a it was developed in the church but not in the bible and it feels like Flanders is a bible guy but whatever they clearly just had ideas and i've seen seven guys like seven does the same idea but way better so i don't okay so homer turns okay, Robbie, breathe, homer breathe. eats spaghetti it's never ending spaghetti and um he turns into a spaghetti we watch homer turn into spaghetti home we've already seen and like the fact that multiple of these revolve around Homer and there's literally I just the devil and Homer Simpson, we literally see him go to hell and he eats all the donuts in the world. Remember that gag? Mm-hmm. Same thing, but with spaghetti. Yeah, except that the donut one is funnier. The spaghetti funnier. one the spaghetti one's I guess a little bit horrifying. Like it's a little like it's creepy imagery. I'll give him that. Um but then we we Cut, they cut around different Springfieldians being punished. Uh, Mo gets three different punishments. He gets three different sins. Willie is wrath, but Mo is envy, uh, lust, and greed. He's three of them. Like we can't. Like really, Simpsons writers, we couldn't get the other other people to represent those things. <laughs> Not there's a, a, a hundred side characters of the Simpsons. Uh, no, we got Mo. That's all we got. <laughs> For three different sins, we can't cut to really. Mr. Burns is already in hell. Why don't we cut to Mr. Burns being for greed on for real, right? On Earth, why is he like a little monster in hell already? Krusty's in there too, and I believe Lovejoy. Talk about somebody for greed. Yeah, like why? Okay, it's all confused. This is it's very messy. Like I like the I think I like Heckhaus the most of these three, but it's still very messy and like. It's compounded by the fact they only had six minutes, basically, to make this thing. So, yeah. Flanders punishes all these people. Flanders' devil punishes all these people. And that's the rest of this episode. It's like, we just get a montage of people getting tortured. Um, the kids decide to repent. Uh, they please let us go, blah, 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 blah. And Flanders goes, okay, all right, sounds good. Uh, and we get the end of the episode. We'll never do any of those sins, I promise! All we'll do from now on is pray and fight in wars. <laughs> well, then, my work is done. That concludes our Halloween show for this year. I just want to say that for watching this network, you're all going to hell. And that includes FX, Fox Sports, and our newest Devil's Portal, The Wall Street Journal. Welcome to the club. That's the end of the episode. It's kind of, uh, this whole episode, man, meh. Bleh. Puh. That's all I got. Uh, I would say, uh, this is, if this is the most amount of emotion that we can get going for this episode, it's not a good episode. No, this is not a good Trials of Horror. Uh, even the best of these segments is still messy and weird and doesn't, like, I don't need, I don't need Trials of Horror segments to make sense in the context of The Simpsons, but I do need them to be coherent within themselves. And uh, they're not at all. Uh, we'll write these segments at the end of the show. I mean, I guess I can ask, is this broken? But I mean, yes, it's Treehouse of Horror. Do we do, do, we do broken for ho- Treehouse of Horror? Not really. Uh, no, they're they're not under the same. They're not under the same spotlight as a normal episode, even though I, if this was a normal episode, I probably would say yes. But I I don't know. I would I would just throw out. The E.T. thing, I would throw out Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I would make Heck House a full episode. That is what I would say. If That's my unofficial fix this episode, Matt, if that makes you... How's that, how's that sound? 
that sounds perfect. I would much rather have that. Okay. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments on the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments on the news group is where I ask our patrons to leave their thoughts, their review of an episode, and I'll read it on the air. First from Tim. E.T. Go Home was, how should I put it, forgettable. Number 49, he predicts... Mr. and Mrs. Simpson would have done well as a standalone episode. Not sure why it's in a Trails of a Horror collection. I'll rank it number 30. Heck House was somewhat amusing and fit the Halloween spirit, but a bit too self-referential to Fox. Number 42. Uh, from Derek. Trails of Horror. Tree House of Horror. Once a season highlight. Now feel like they're trying to outdo the previous year's edition in the bland department. We have a lame E.T. parody. A Mr. and Mrs. Smith parody that has no real business being in the Halloween show. And then the last one had the most potential but went down like a lead balloon. Not that I used to be quaking in fear. These shows used to be masterful in combining hilarity with a genuine and settling atmosphere. How the most unique episodes of the show could become arguably even more insipid than the regular shows is baffling, but mostly quite saddening. From JJ. I think the biggest compliment I can give this Trios of Horror is that none of the segments are aggressively bad. It has its share of amusing jokes and some neat he, neat horror-themed concepts, even if they really didn't seem to know where they were going with it in Heck House. Though none of them are good enough to crack the top 20, or even top 30, this is at least more entertaining than your typical regular season 19 episode. Could have done without Homer getting his head stuck up Plopper's ass, though. Forgot that happened, but that oh, did happen. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was, uh, Homer's head went up the pig's butt. No, thank you. Don't need that. Uh, from Lauren, to sum up, to sum up this Trias of Horror episode, uh, to sum this Trias of Horror episode up in one word, meh. Contain lame jokes like dropping the pig on Homer's head along with slapstick humor and so many sexual innuendos in Mr. and Mrs. Simpson. I like the Heck House segment the most because it had old Trails of Horror vibes, even though it was disjointed. First and second segments were boring and forgettable, with the most issues and lame jokes. No shock value today because it's just meh. Finally, from Casey. Unfortunately, this was a fairly unremarkable Trails for the most part. I honestly prefer Bad and Memorable to Bland and Forgettable, which is what we got. Love the super brutal opening. I'm surprised by it when Marge is in the driver's seat. First segment was my favorite for the quotes and the quotes alone. For some reason, a lot of these lines really stick with me. I'm helping, I'm helping, more of me to love, the South shall rise again. The ending is awful. They really had no way to end this segment, did they? Middle segment is the dumbest parody for a treehouse. Just because people die doesn't make it a good treehouse idea. This one belongs at the bottom of the ranking for sure. Heck, House gave us the kids in costumes, which you don't get very often. So that's fun. Tommy Trick or Treat is an oral contract and not a mindless chant. Spider Parrots was unnecessary and disgusting. I was just in it for the sin is a great line. They always do a great job with the hell visuals. And this is no exception. The lessons Devil Flanders was trying to impart were rushed and had nothing to do with the kids' minor vandalism. Feels like it could have been a great opportunity for a standalone Halloween special like the one in the, like the one they did in season twenty seven. Take solace in knowing the next season we get the Peanuts parody. Which, yeah. The Great Pumpkin parody is very good. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm, that was I'm, a good one. I'm excited about that for uh, season twenty. That's it. Thank you guys for your thoughts. Uh, thank you for supporting us and watching these episodes with us. Next, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite Steve Buscemi movie? Lots of great answers. Appreciate everyone who took the time. Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, first up from Alex Ghost World. He was great in that. Uh, that was an animated movie. Or was it an animated live action hybrid? Remember, Robbie? Ghost it World is not up. animated whatsoever, Matthew. Oh, all right. Maybe something else then. That Never mind. Ghost World uh, is based on a comic book, a graphic novel by Mr. Daniel Klaus. 
but it is not animated itself. It is Scarlett Johansson and uh, Dee Buscemi oh. and the girl who was in that in American Beauty and then stopped acting because her parents stole her money. Was her name? Oh, that's always fun. I forget her name, but she wasn't in a lot of things because as soon as she Thora Birch. Thora Birch. That you're correct, man. There you go. All right. Yep. All right. Uh, from Andy. Uh, my favorite is his role in Fargo, just an overall great role. A close second is his role as Garland Green in Con Air. It wasn't the best movie, but his weird character made it watchable. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Con Air is an amazing movie and a Matt. classic of Nicolas Cage cinema. Okay, Matt. Matt. I don't. Okay, Why? there's so many. Like I get this. A... I'm all for appreciating schlock, okay? Schlock's great, <laughs> but call it what it is. It's not cinema. It's not. A, it's fun. But it makes no sense at any point. It doesn't obey the laws of physics. It is a fun movie, but it's okay to. I would. Um, okay. okay, it's okay. We, we can I, keep I, going. I, I'm, 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 I'm rank, I'm rankly today, Matt. I'm rankly. I'm rankly. Uh, well, it's it's late. We'll get you to bed soon. Okay. We'll at least get um, you back to playing uh, 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 back, Elden Ring. Back. Uh, yeah, there is also that. I need to. I'm level six. I'm level sixty. No, seventy. I'm level seventy now. I need wow. To, I need to go bite some bosses. I, I think I'm rankled. I don't know. This episode did not help. I'll say that. Fair enough. All right. Uh, from Lauren, he's in a lot of movies on my watch list that I haven't seen yet. Out of the ones I have seen, I'll have to go with Monsters, Inc. He does a great job voice acting the main antagonist, Randall. True that. Uh, from Tim, I'll cheat and say Boardwalk Empire, fully realizing this was an HBO show. Buscemi, while not exactly a good guy, did elicit some sympathy and made me at least root for him as long as it was possible. Uh, from Casey, my favorite movie Steve Buscemi is in is Big Fish, and he definitely belongs in the world Tim Burton created. My favorite role uh, Steve Buscemi has played is in Billy Madison. Steve deserved an award for the least amount of screen time with the biggest impact. Amazing physical comedy and my favorite part of any Adam Sandler movie. Well, not a lot to pick from. Oh. <laughs> there was a point. Hey, Matt, there was a point when Adam Sandler made actual movies and not didn't just That's film. True. Those are really good. And didn't just film him and his friends on vacation, which is all he does now. <laughs> That That is all they do now, and it's just, yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, from at El Columbia 88, Airheads is so good, a rarely remembered classic. Only uh, only rarely remembered if you didn't have Comedy Central in the year 2000. And then you saw it every single day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, from at Energy Turtle, whenever it's an option, I gotta go with Fargo. He was great as the funny-looking fellow. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, at Bort ATX, Armageddon, because a movie can be stupid and great at the same time. Would 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, from at 138-bit, uh, Reservoir Dogs, and since it isn't a movie, honorable mention for the adventures of Pete and Pete. Wait, was Steve Buscemi in Pete and Pete? I... I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm gonna say that I trust our listeners, so yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All I'll right, look, then. I'll look it up while you Even read better. the rest. I'll look it up while you read okay. the rest of these answers. Uh, for Matt, yes, it's Aaron. This is probably at least the third time I've answered Fargo for one of your questions, but it really can't be overstated how great that movie is. You're not wrong, Aaron. Uh, from Matt, J-A-K-F-D-K-F-K-M, The Big Lebowski. Oh, I still call Steve Semi Donnie repeatedly, as I'm pretty sure I did in the episode. So, yes, you, you are also correct. Uh, from Matt, Hoju84, I think I will go with Ghost World. Another ghost world. Uh, from at Brian J. Field, I'd go with Airheads or Con Air. Robbie, what is your response? Uh, yes, he, there. Well, one, Steve Buscemi did appear in a Adventures of Pete and Pete short. Whatever that means. Oh, I don't know, but the, it is credited on IMDb, so sure he was. Mm -hmm. uh, my answer. I had to really think about this. Really, I I, I asked the, the question was your favorite 
Steve Buscemi movie. Not what is the best one. What's mm-hmm. your favorite? And if you're asking for the best, I'd probably say Ghost World or or uh, Fargo, Big Lebowski. Those are probably the three contenders. They're all very good movies. But my favorite is Airheads. Yes, same. That movie is so stupid. I love it. It's very dumb, but it it has it has uh, a lot of it has one. It has uh, I'll even say it has Fat Tony in it. So that's a that's a, this is a Simpsons connection. <laughs> but Brendan Fraser, uh, spectacular. Um, a lot of metal in in metal in jokes. Which hey, I love I'm a big metalhead. I gotta appreciate it. Uh, and has the best quote. That's the best line in any movie about Lemmy that uh, ever. So, Airheads. It, your answer is also Airheads, Matt. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun movie. And as a, and yet, I, I was literally watched it like 50 times because it was on Comedy Central nonstop in like 2002. So, I just, I just, then I, my parents had cable. So, I just watched it over and over again. Next week's question What is your favorite movie with an alien? Oh, that's going to be a tough one. I might have tipped my hand, uh, which is my what my answer is. But <laughs> I'm looking forward to everyone's responses because there's a lot of movies with aliens in them. Uh, so I post that on our social media, on Twitter. It's at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And I also post it on our Patreon. Uh, try and get your answers in early, guys. So Matt and I record sometimes early in the week. I uh, appreciate everyone who does answer quickly. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. Matt has like a six billion point lead on me. Eight points. It's eight points. So that's a lot. That's a lot of points. I needed to... Uh, it's, it's, it's looking bad, Matt. That's Frank. I'm going to be Frank. Looks bad. Doesn't look great. It's okay, Robbie. I believe in you. Uh, I don't, sort of the dog, apparently. I don't believe in me. That's the problem. I need the. the Aww. Uh, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. In Treehouse of Horror 2. Oh, way back. Homer takes what job before he's killed by Mr. Burns? Two. Treehouse of Horror 2. God, what are even sequences in that? Um, be season 3. Uh, 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 what job? Should have made, this, no should, have made sequences should, are. should have made this a hard question. I thought you were going to get this in the nanosecond. Oh man! Um, I mean, Mr. Burns kills Homer, Matt. Like what? Uh, Gravedigger? Correct. Okay, that one. Okay. Jeez. There have been so many trios of horrors. Yeah, but how many a, does Burns kill Homer in? I there's there's so many. There's so many. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. Your your easy question. Who is the voice of Ultra House in House of Wax? Oh, right. It's not House of Wax. It's House of Wax. Uh-huh. Uh, that is, uh, I believe that is Pierce Brosnan. You are correct. Does a great job, by the way. Pierce Brosnan is great. Yeah, he does, yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Does a very good job. Your medium question. What is Homer's sandwich order with the monkey's paw? Oh, God. This is your medium? Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be. I don't need you to quote him verbatim, Matt. Okay? I just need to tell you. What does he want okay. on the sandwich? He wants a turkey sandwich with mayo, lettuce, uh, he doesn't want any weird zombie turkeys or anything like that. Uh, that's that's all I got. Sorry, man. 
You're not. That's, I don't, that does not cut the mustard because he does. He asks for mustard specifically. He says turkey. Here, this uh, is yes. all I wanted. I wanted. This is what I wanted. You didn't need to include all that stuff with the zombie turkeys. You want turkey sandwich okay. on rye bread with lettuce and mustard. Lettuce and mustard. Okay. And I would have given you a bonus point if you included tomatoes because it shows tomatoes, but he doesn't mention tomatoes. Oh man, I just failed all over the place then, didn't I? I gotta, I'm gotta, I, I, I'm far behind, man. Okay, I cannot, I cannot go easy on you anymore. All right, all right, all right, all right. Your medium question: In Reaper Madness, what two people should be dead but aren't because Homer killed Death? Two people, um, Patty and Selma. Oh, I'm sorry. It is Frankie the Squealer and Mo. Yeah, I don't remember. I just guessed. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Your hard question, man. What is the headline on the newspaper the day the aliens take over in the monkey Paul sketch? Oh, God. Um, uh, Earth doomed. Uh, everyone blames everyone else. I don't know. The headline is Monsters OK Slavery Plan. Ah, <laughs> uh, OK. OK. All right. Your hard question. Uh, name five of the Springfield residents and their animal forms from the island of Dr. Hibbert. OK. Uh Marge is a cat. Oh, Mo is a rat. I want to say. Um, I can do this. Um, do they do that? I don't. God, I haven't watched it. I don't think I've watched that episode since we've covered it in the podcast. Um, Homer is Homer. I forget. I forget even the main character is like who's our point of view character. I completely forget. Um, because it feels like Homer and Monkey is very obvious. Um, Frank is i know frank's an animal what animal is he what animal is i remember frank being an animal what is frank frank's is frank a dolphin or something like that and mm, hmm, um oh burns is a vulture that's five okay um i I'll give you one. Marge is a large cat, uh, but unfortunately, none of the rest of those are correct. <laughs> okay, I was guessing. Mo that. is some kind of frog, reptile creature. Oh. Uh, Mr. Burns is a fox. Um, I can't remember who else you picked, but uh, unfortunately, none of them were correct. What is Frank then? What is Frank? Uh, Frank is a is a turkey because uh, they eat him. Oh, he's a turkey. Okay, mm-hmm. I knew Frank is in there. I'm like, what the heck? Burns is a fox. Yep. Burns is a fox. Yeah, Homer is a walrus. Uh, Lisa is an owl. Bart is a spider. Maggie is an anteater, and Flanders is a cow because he wants to get milked. Who is the point of view character in that episode? In that segment, Homer. Homer is running around, and eventually he decides that he wants to be part of this. Oh, I was like, I think I remember Homer turning into an animal, but okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take your pity point, but I don't. I don't feel good about it. Did I say you got a point? You just said it. You you said I gave you one. I thought that meant I get a point. Isn't that what that means? I mean, I guess I guess I'll get you one point. You don't have to. No, 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 no. You don't have to give me a point. I'm just I thought that I thought you said I'll give you one. I thought that's what that meant, man. Oh, I'm just that's not what I intended. I'm just you're right. You do need the points. I need the points, but I also don't want I. I don't want to. I only want to get the points when you give them to me. Okay, I'm not going to steal points. That's not a. That's some mastermind criminal over here. Uh, that's it for trivia. I'm terrible at it, uh, as you guys well know. But we can move on to our final, the final, our final segment, the segment we had every single episode. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. 
Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as you watch them, chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. So we're at the Treehouse of Horror Rankings. We have 51 on our list currently. Number one is The Shinning. And last is Hex and the City. This segment, this, I hope you guys are ready for us to look up half of what these segments are, because we have forgotten some of them. I'm almost undoubtedly... The newer, yeah, the newer ugh. ones, I don't remember most of them. I mean, we remember the ones towards the bottom. Are any of these going higher than, like, 40? Okay, E.T., go. let's out. start. Let's go. Okay, E.T., go home, Matt. That's our first, the first segment. Where does it rank? Uh, okay, um... Okay, I'm looking down at like number 45. You got to know when to golem, where they bring a golem to life uh, and a bunch of Jewish stereotypes. I think that that's worse. You think this is you think the the I think this is worse than this is worse than that. Okay. yeah. Okay. what's the day the earth looks stupid? That's the one directly below that. That's another alien one. I'm assuming (laughs) that's what I mean. Um, Day the earth looks stupid. Uh, Oh, that's when. They do a War of the Worlds bit, but then Kang and Kodos come in and invade for real. Oh, that's the one with the joke at the end. You said we would be uh, treated as liberators. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I think that's worse. This is better. I mean, it's two alien plots, two Kodos and Kang plots, effectively. I think this yeah, one's better yeah. than that one. So I think like, that's an easy that's an easy spot. So that is... Uh, I've already forgotten the names of these stupid... E.T. Go Home is new number 46. Uh, next up is Mr. and Mrs. Simpson. Uh, I mean, it's not going to go to the bottom, but just because some of these on already on the list are abysmal. So bad. So yeah. bad. But this is not... It is worse than E.T. Go Home. I think... I know what you diddly Italy did is better. I would agree. Uh, survival of the Fattest. I don't remember that. what that one is. Yeah, it's not the blob one. No, it's not the blob one. Apparently, there's lots of things called Survival of the Fattest. I'm going to have to be very more specific when I search it. Oh, it's Most Dangerous Game. Oh, that one is pretty bad, but oh, it's real close to this one. Yeah, they're both very similar. They're both parodies of things, but don't ever get, you know, they never go far enough to become real parodies. Like, they they are weak. They're less absurd versions of the thing they're trying to parody. If you're going to parody something, you have to be more absurd. You have to go or over the top. Uh, Survival of the Fattest, I would say, is better, I think, slightly than Mr. and Mrs. Simpson. Just slightly. I'm down with that. And a, just a hair. And finally, we have Hack House. The, I think the strongest of these three. So I would def- it's above go- E.T. Go Home, which is number 46 now. So... I think it's. I think it's. That's better. I think this is better than you got to know when to go. Um, it's better than the Ned. Maybe it's not. Ugh. God, these are three stinkers. Um, like it's. I. It's here. I. I. I'm giving points because we get to see hell and we get to see the kids in costume. And Flanders is the devil. Those things are fun. Um, but the plot is real messy and it doesn't make any sense. Um, okay. Well, I think it's better than Et Go Home. Is it better than you got to know when to go? Um. Okay. Um, I think it's a hair. I, I would it, say yes. I, I think it's better. Yeah. I think. I think thinking about it, it's. I'd. Well, I'd. I. I. I like it more. The next is the Ned Zone. Ned Zone. What is the Ned Zone? Uh, that is. <laughs> we should put descriptions under these. No, 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 no. The the thing would be this. It's a parody of the Dead Zone. I remember that. Um, Ned can see the 
Ned, Ned can see visions of people, uh, the deaths of people he touches. Um, oh, that's right. And he causes the end by making Homer fall on the uh, thing. Um, I think that one's a little better. Um, not much, but a little better. Yeah, I think More they're. Very, I think they're very. They're very comparable. They're both Ned heavy, and they both have a lot of potential, but that is mostly squandered. Uh, I do think the Ned zone is is better, but by a hair. Um, Peckhouse is. All these are men. They're like they're they're just you know like they're not you know ghost dad or anything which are just so terrible like those ones at the three at the bottom right now are just hex in the city four beheadings and a funeral ghost dad are just so bad um they're not that level they if there was like a a tier those three at the bottom would be like a a couple tiers below these um but still there's just nothing not much here there's a couple jokes in this episode there's some fun designs you know, some fun character designs and stuff, especially in the heck house. But like it's they take three and Mr. And Mrs. Smith is not a horror. It's not even adjacent. Like, come on, guys. There's so many things out there. And then like, that's why I'm convinced they just did it because they could fill it up with action sequences. They wouldn't have to write anything. I'm pretty sure. That's my guess. So that's heck house in number 45. E.T. go home at 47. And Mr. And Mrs. Simpson, November 51. Shining is still number one on our list, and in my heart. Well, yeah. Uh, Shining is fantastic. Um, no canon. We will not be there. There's no canon for Trails of Horror segments, so we will not be firing any canon. Um, if I had my way, I would definitely be firing both Mr. and Mrs. Simpson and E.T. Go Home out of the canon, but it's Ooh. already it's already gone. Uh, heck else, I think, would squeak. Squeak in, but just barely. But that'll do it. Uh, for us with no canon segment that is it for this week's episode uh and the trails of horrors are always a little a little shorter a little bit more abbreviated than normal episodes but we get a new one a new regular episode next week uh, and it is called little orphan millie um uh, millhouse parents screw up thing uh, okay now kirk and luann reunite oh it's even worse this is the this is the reunion episode Oh, I thought that already happened. Okay. I don't know. I've never seen it, so I have no idea. I'm just reading what it says on the Wikipedia page on the glance. It's probably going to be bad. That's I, that's just a safe bet. You know, keep my expectations low. I can't be upset. Uh, uh, what, am I, what do I do? What do I do now? Matt? As I say, I say, hey, guys, the stuff's on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. It has links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, and a link to our Patreon. Obviously, you support us on our Patreon. You get a lot. Uh, stuff for your money i think it's a, a incredible value if you haven't supported us up to this moment what's what are you waiting for man what are you waiting for hey it's just you get hey. so if you like to hear us talk my goodness we talk or, a lot or just being the safe and the knowledge that matt and i are a little bit better compensated for our time <laughs> a little bit. indeed indeed or i was well you know just saying just saying trying to make the hard sell here um you can find me robbie dorman online on Twitter, Robbie Dorman is at I'm at Robbie Dorman. That's my name. Uh, and uh, my website is also RobbieDorman.com. Also, my name has links to all the stuff I do on the internet on my website, including links to purchase all of my horror novels, uh, including my most recent, What Dwells Beneath the Waves. Um, Lovecraft meets Carl Hyacin, uh, Mystery in the Florida Keys, Climate Change Catastrophe. 
a lot of fun. You should fish monsters. You should go go read my book. Go buy it. It's really good. Or any of my nine books. They're all great. My new my next book is coming out. Maybe I might have to push it back a week because I just got a cover back. Cover's great, but you know, a lot of stuff I got to do behind the scenes. But I'll be plugging that soon. Keep an eye out. I'm on YouTube. Hey, if you're listening still, go subscribe to my YouTube channel if you want some running advice. I, I feel like I'm doing a good job. Uh, and I need all the subscribers I can get. I appreciate everyone who has subscribed. Uh, I release a video every single week. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. You are muted. Thank you. Uh, that's correct. I don't have time to write or anything like that because I spend all my time getting my feet bitten off by kittens, which you can see at Kitten Turns. K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. You can see those responsible for my massive blood loss, and they're adorable. So it makes it all worth it. Does it, though? I mean, they're still pretty dang cute. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you, Bunch of the Shh.